Today, I wanted to talk to you about something that's been on my mind in regards to overwhelm. I've been thinking about how in the past five years, especially, even though we have so much wonderful information and connection online at our fingertips, it's gotten to the point that it just feels completely overwhelming at times. I think one, if not the main reason for this, is that we don't just wait until we need information or inspiration to go to the internet anymore. We let information come to us. Think about 10 to 15 years ago in the early days of blogs. I remember bookmarking my favorite websites in the internet browser and visiting them once a week to see what was new. Now, we subscribe to all of our favorite websites, not only through email, but on social media as well. On top of that, posts of all kinds from Facebook groups we follow feed into our main newsfeed, so we see everyone's struggles and ideas and inspiration come to us, even when we're not necessarily looking for it. This is practically giving me anxiety thinking about it, so let's chat a little bit more about this today and see if we can't come up with a possible solution. Welcome to the Piano Pantry Podcast, where together we live life as independent music teachers. I'm your host, Amy Chaplin. In this space, we talk about all things teacher life related, from organizing our studios to getting dinner on the table and all that comes between. You'll get loads of easily actionable tips on organizing and managing your studio while balancing life and home. First, let me start by saying that what we're talking about today is somewhat of a double-edged sword, which is probably an expression I've used more than once already in this podcast. As we discuss content overwhelm, I first want to acknowledge that it really is incredibly useful that we can have information come to us without always having to go to it and that we can pick and choose who we want to follow. The difficulty simply becomes how to filter what we need in the moment and not feel like we allow every new idea to infiltrate us. How can we avoid letting ourselves go down the rabbit hole every time we come across the latest, greatest, fun, and unique idea? There will always be new ideas, but as humans, we can only have so much capacity for what we can utilize in any given moment. I had the perfect example for you. Earlier this week, in my mind, I had determined and committed to what my project goals were for my morning hours. My morning routine usually begins with email, with a goal of it taking less than 30 minutes, followed by focused work on whatever my most important current project or tasks are. You can see where this is going, can't you? And it all started with that word, email. So I read an email from one of my current content subscriptions, which included a 10-minute video link. Generally, I try to not watch videos that are longer than a few minutes during email time, but for some reason that particular morning, I determined to do what I needed to within each email rather than putting it off and coming back to it. Anyway, of course, the video had an idea for a practice solution to give to students that I thought would be fun to incorporate. I did it. I went down the rabbit hole, and the next thing I knew, I was in Canva creating this little sheet to give to my students. 30 minutes later, I hadn't finished, at which point it hit me what I had allowed myself to do. I never did finish the project, and hence the moral of the story. We must guard ourselves. While considering a solution for myself to this dilemma, 
I determined to take inspiration from an old rule my husband and I used to have for ourselves. Back in our earlier years of marriage, we used to say that if we wanted to purchase something that was over $100, we had to agree upon it and sit on it. That is, not just to purchase it spontaneously. If, after a brief period of time, we determined it was a good idea, then we would go forward. Now that I'm thinking about it, I actually do this sometimes personally with clothing purchases even. If I really like something, but perhaps it's more than I would want to spend, or if I'm not completely sure if I like an item or not, I walk away. If, after a period of time, I can't stop thinking about it, then that gives you your answer. I have no actual data for this, but I would guesstimate that 75% of the time I'd realize the choice to not purchase was the right choice. So let's see if we can apply this principle to content consumption. What if we could make the determination that when ideas come to us, and we're mostly talking here, of course, about studio teaching related ideas, but we can, of course, apply it to anything in life. So when new ideas come to us, what if we determine to not necessarily jump into it right away? That is, go ahead and read the whole blog post or email or whatever item it is that you're getting the information from. But from there, determine right away if you want to say, well, that was nice and a great idea. I feel inspired from that, but I don't necessarily need to do anything further with that. Or if you feel like it's something you want to implement or learn from or action, what if you just waited? Sit on it for a bit. Save the item and then come back to it. And if you can't stop thinking about it, then determine that that's something that you want to incorporate into your teaching or your life. Maybe determine one location where you want to save some of these potential items for the near future. I'm thinking like choosing um, to clip things into like Evernote or maybe bookmarking the links on your internet browser under a folder titled future ideas or something like that. In the example I gave earlier regarding the practice tool for my students, the middle of summertime is not necessarily the time frame when I would look to introduce new tools like this to my kiddos. So I should have just saved the link and then put together the resource when doing my planning for the new school term. But hindsight is 2020, and that's why we're talking about it today. I think we have to also be careful that we don't just begin stashing away all of these ideas because then all you do is overload yourself with all of the stuff that you think you should be doing to be better, get better, move forward. And yet all we've done is create a big checklist. So this is hard stuff, you guys. And I wish I could say I had the magic solution to what I'm calling this rabbit hole syndrome. But what I hope you walk away with today is first and foremost, awareness. Try to be conscious of how your time is used and notice when rabbit hole syndrome begins to kick in. And second, try to implement a filter that fits your needs in a way that will, will allow you to only let things in in a useful way and in a timely manner. If this topic speaks to your heart, then there's more where that came from. If you would love to get your digital work landscape under control before the start of the next school year, I'll be hosting a series of digital management power hours on Zoom in the month of July, 2022. While the main goal is heads down time with accountability, you'll also get some coaching from me at the start of each power hour segment. We'll be meeting twice a month on Mondays and Wednesdays for 75 minutes from July 6th through August 1st. If you're interested in attending this online event, visit the link in the show notes for more information. 
Before you leave today, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star rating and review for me on Apple Podcasts. You can find me on social media at Amy Chaplin Piano on Instagram and Piano Pantry on Facebook. The fun fact I thought I would share with you today is that my first job ever right out of high school was as a worship leader at my uncle's small country church in a small burg of Northeast Ohio. The day after graduation, I moved from Northeast Indiana three hours away for the summer. I lived with my aunt and uncle, led the music at their church, and waitressed at an Amish-style comfort food restaurant in Apple Creek, Ohio. My mom's family is all around the Northeast Ohio area, like in the Millersburg, Worcester, Shreve areas. It's a beautiful part of the state if you've never been. If you're listening and you live in that part of the world, let me know. I look forward to connecting with you online. Next week, I'll be back with the next Teacher Talk episode with two wonderful teachers who attended my June Piano Teacher Retreat. Stay tuned.